and look, like you know, the first point of value is really just one of speed and efficiency. Um, you know, if the data is inaccessible, if the systems don't connect, you know, if the workflows are hard, then uh, you're just not going to be able to really work efficiently. And, you know, you know, not only is the quality of the work going to be lower, but you know, of course the speed and the, the outcomes will be, or the output rather, will be uh, at a much slower pace as well. You're listening to Data Unlocked, driving better marketing with better data. We're interviewing marketing leaders to discuss how they're using customer data to bring more deeply personalized experiences to market. I'm excited today to have our guest, Ron Smith, on our podcast today. Uh, Ron is CTO of Beyond Finance. Uh, Ron, uh, thanks for joining us. Do you mind telling our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, thanks for having me. So uh, I've been in fintech about 10 or so years, maybe 11 now. Uh, I've been at Beyond Finance about two and a half years, uh, CTO here. And, you know, we've been in like a hyper growth phase and, you know, happy to have Simon along for the ride. Great. Uh, well, Ron, it's a pleasure to have you. And before we start recording today, we were just talking about, um, you know, sort of the relationship and the work we've been doing with you guys as a customer over the last you know, couple of years. And, and part of that was this, you're know, really just talking and digging into the journey that you guys have taken both before working with our platform and with the CDP, and then after uh, you guys are now uh, working with us. And uh, you know, getting into our big question today, it's really one of sort of a central theme to, to many of our technologists and CTOs uh, uh, who may be listening or, or, or certainly relevant to anyone in a marketing function who's supported you know, by their engineering counterparts. Uh, and that's fundamentally around uh, marketing workflows. Um, you know, ultimately, you know, the goal of SaaS and the, the goal of any production application is to enable uh, you know, business stakeholders to be self-sufficient. You know, the challenge with many applications today is you know if you're in a place where you know you know what should be business as usual what should be a you know a one or two hour operation you know requires going back and forth with engineering to affect you know getting the right data or getting the right technical support then uh, it's very hard to get things done so our big question today really gets to the teeth of the matter around uh you know, how do you emp- empower marketing operations you know as uh you know an engineering leader uh, as an engineering operator uh you know to really enable your know, marketing and business stakeholders more broadly uh to be self-sufficient uh and really empowered you know, so with that, you know, Iran, maybe we can sort of you know start off a bit about uh, you know beyond finance specifically, and sort of what your considerations were, what the challenges were, uh, and just you know set some set some of the landscape a, a little bit. Yeah. So you know, when I first kind of stepped into the role here, took a look at our landscape, and you know, we had a lot of different tools. I think marketing technologies in general, a lot of them support just being tacked on uh, to your existing data, and they're kind of outside of the application ecosystem built by your internal teams. And so I wanted to switch that dynamic a bit. Um, you know, I think Simon Data supports being tacked on as well, but I said, let's just take a step back and look at what we're trying to do. And, you know, there's various tools in place for SMS, for email, for push notifications. And, you know, I kind of looked at each touch point and said, what are we doing here? Are we trying to optimize content? Are we trying to optimize different communication channel? Turns out we were trying to do lots of things in lots of different ways and we were hitting different uh, roadblocks along the way. So, you know, part of what we did early on was we consolidated all of that and said, here's an actual need we have. We want to be able to A-B test content and channel. And none of the platforms really did that well. Um, You know, there was one tool kind of for each communication channel so the marketing department was turning off one thing and turning on another, and there was just a lot of ad hoc um, requirements. So, oh, go send an email at a different touch point. And so like, as those started coming in, I started asking, 
could this be a text message later? Could it be multiple channels later? And you know, the answer is usually yes. Like people want to be able to experiment. They didn't even know it was possible. And so, you know, it's kind of just bringing it all together. And that started our journey on finding someone like Simon to help us support this orchestration because, you know, we could build it all internally and we had before and we had some vendors in the mix. I just said, this is not, not for us. You know, like, we're not an A-B testing company. We're not a communication company. Let us focus on what differentiates us in the market and use a platform to help us with the orchestration layer. So, you know, early on it was, there was a little bit of tension because, you know, it takes time to build out this infrastructure to support this. But once it actually is done, they can see the value of iteration. So they got back to a point where they didn't have to involve product and tech, but they can do it in one place with one tool, very clean data to analyze. You're not trying to stitch together a journey across tools, uh, just has centralized everything and really set us up for success. Great. Now that, that, that's super helpful, and, and maybe we can you know, spend a few minutes talking about just some of the the infrastructure investments uh, that you and your team have put in place uh, you know, to support uh, you know, our platform and, and ostensibly for other applications outside of you know what we do as a CDP. Ultimately, to your point, we obviously agree around you know thinking about the problems that are unique to the business, and when we sort of look at some of the data assets that uh, are certainly bespoke to beyond finance and every one of our other customers as well. You know, these are things that, you know, when we sort of look and have conversations with folks like yourself, uh, you know, really encourage folks to make deep investments around. So maybe you can talk about you know, both data investments and broader sort of technology investments you know, related to data and uh, you know, where you are today and sort of where you're pushing that. Yeah. So I think, you know, the world we were coming from, like I said, it was very ad hoc. So it was send an email when something happens. And we really had to kind of combine everything together and say, what are all the attributes we care about? Our clients or our customers. And, you know, you can do that within Simon, but you can also do it outside of Simon. And so we kind of have a mix today where um, we use Snowflake for our data warehouse and Simon supports uh, sharing data via what Snowflake calls a Snowflake share. And so you kind of get direct access across a platform. And so we rolled up all the data attributes we needed in there. and then from you know each conversation of a new touch point becomes is this a time-based daily interaction that we want with our clients and that can just use the warehouse share or is this a real-time event where we need to send something out and we would build in a real-time event um, so it kind of supports everything for both the needs um, but in order to get out of the ad hoc mindset we had to you know actively say what is the outcome you're expecting from this communication which I don't think was asked in too much detail before, or at least wasn't thought of from an application standpoint. So not only do you have the triggering event, you also have the success event. And the success event could be in either of those ways as well. Could be in the Snowflake share, or it could be a real-time event. And then once you have that thought process, you can then kind of stitch together different communication strategies into like an overall journey. So you can stop and start journeys at various points based on the outcome you're looking for. Uh, yeah, no, that makes a ton of sense. And I'm not sure if you guys are, are using some of our Snowflake sharing capabilities on the, on the other side, um, you know, in you know, you know, a big part of what we do with you know, many of our customers is 
as that journey and as the you know, the messaging communication moves forward, uh, we record everything that happens you know across the board from a channel engagement perspective into um, you know, everything across experimentation metadata and campaign metadata you know, to be made available back into that Snowflake share as well. Is this something that you guys are, are using today? We are, yes. And yeah, we have a very strong data BI and analytics departments there. They just are in living in that data all day long. Uh, yeah, no, that's great to hear. And yeah, you know, I, I think when when we sort of look at uh, you know our platform and sort of part of the broader you know ecosystem opportunity, it's you know, Ron, I, mean, I think it's really all about building in a way you know, that really just extends your data investments. Uh, you know, building an application that uh, you know, can very seamlessly and easily integrate with you know a lot of these core uh, data elements that you described. You know, and then on the backside, you know, really just uh, you know, look at you know, the broader data ecosystem and ask. Uh, you know, how do we affect a degree of continuity uh, such that for for marketing stakeholders who are doing their jobs and creating campaigns and creating journeys, you know, they can be self-sufficient. You know, but as you know, your team and your BI resources and analytical resources want to go a bit deeper, uh, you know, they can have all that information. Uh, you know, and if if your data science team, um, you either you're either today or down the road, you know, wants to you know to build some machine learning models or some predictive capabilities, you know, off of data that you know, you might be storing centrally uh, from across the business, plus data that you know is a result of campaign efficiency. You know, that can all be uh, be made available in a centralized place to make that you know training process that much more easy. Yeah, and we have data from you know dozens of sources, and like it's. It keeps it very clean and very concise and very understandable what's going on in these journeys. Uh, yeah, no, that, that, that's great. And uh, you know, in a previous life, uh, you know, I ran a data function. Um, you know, and 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 I always sort of joke the worst nightmare of any data analyst is reconciliation. Um, you know, and, and you know, as long as sort of your your SaaS applications live in a world where you know data comes from a different place, you know, your core data infrastructure. Uh, you know, reconciliation is always sort of the thorn on your side. And in, in an idealized world, you know, a BI function should you know, should be a you know, sort of a fluid stakeholder to your business counterparts. Uh, the business counterparts with their tools, um, you know, will be focused on uh, sort of like an 80-20 level reporting where, you know, stuff which is required to understand what's going on on a daily basis is accessible and self-serve, you know, but that long tail of, you know, what actually happened here, you know, you know did this really have lift, uh, you know, help me dig, you know, and really understand why this worked and why it didn't can then be sort of fluidly supported by, you know, BI or analyst resources. But, you know, if the data isn't consistent, you know, then that first layer of actually just, you know, resolving, you know, two views of the same business. Uh, you know, can actually account for the majority of the time you know taken to support. You know, but in in a world where you know the data actually uh, you know can be shared from the same place, uh, and you actually do have uh, you know a real and definable single source of truth, you know that really removes that you know entire first step of complexity and allows you know, value creation to actually focus on you know where the hard problems lie. Yeah, and you know we had a similar journey internally with different data sources where. Um, you didn't have the single source of truth and we had gaps, um, but we've since closed all those at the same time we're building out Simon. So it all kind of married in the end that, you know, all of the rest of our data is clean and centralized and, you know, Simon pulls in data for everything else uh, new that we're doing. Um, and it's just all in one happy place now. It's great. Got it. Uh, yeah, that, that's great to hear. So, so Ron, maybe we can talk a bit about, uh, you know, what's next for you guys. Um, you know, I know that you, know, you guys have some initiatives around A/B testing and, and some other exciting things. But when you sort of look to you know further support uh, you know your marketing team and our platform and all the the engineering work and the data work that goes into it, you know what what's sort of next on your roadmap and what excites you? 
Yeah, so for me, it's really about just kind of hitting the gas pedal on the optimization. So, you know, we built out a lot of the foundational events and structure. And like I said, we're trying to pull marketing closer to the engineering so they're not working in a silo. Um, so we've done that, you know, over the last six months, nine months. And we've hit kind of the, the easy street where, you know, the stuff we built early on, nobody's revisited it. It's it's off optimizing on its own. And, you know, I think we're nearing the end of kind of our, our core events. And so we'll probably stop building and we'll just go into the kind of channel optimization, content optimization, um, which really is the power of Simon. And so people are starting to see those benefits now of, oh, we can do all these things and we, we're empowered to do it. And I think giving empowerment to the marketing operations folks is kind of the key underlying point here. That or that was our goal early on. Like, hey, if you want to change content and email, that doesn't go into a sprint or a queue. It doesn't need to be prioritized. Just go do it, right? So like kind of get it out of our way um, on the things that we don't need to control as far as like the platform goes. So you're really looking forward to that, you know, seeing just the benefits of everything we've built out. Got it. Yeah, no, that makes a ton of sense. I mean, I sort of look at like, general Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Uh, yeah, I think you know, your sort of journey is, is, is sort of emblematic in, in look like you know, the first point of value is really just one of speed and efficiency. Um, you know, if the data is inaccessible, if the systems don't connect, you know, if the workflows are hard, then uh, you're just not going to be able to really work efficiently. And you know, you know, not only is the quality of the work going to be lower, but you know, of course, the speed and the, the outcomes will be, or the output rather, will be uh, at a much slower pace as well. You know, sort of looking ahead, what you know, what really excites you know, me about you know, sort of the journey that we're on, the journey that we were on with you together, and, and of course, you know, from our perspective as a product, uh, is really thinking about some of these optimization opportunities. I'm really asking, you know, you know, how do you combine some of the value around speed? Uh, you know, because you know, agile methodologies alone uh, you know, can result in you know, better means of understanding the business and the customers, uh, and then overlay that best practices around A-B testing and optimization beyond. Uh, you know, so it's really great to hear. Uh, and then within you know, optimization opportunities, Ron, maybe you can talk a bit more about you know, some of your uh, you know, data science and machine learning strategies and what you're hoping to affect uh, you know, as part of your broader optimization goals. Yeah, I think, you know, we've identified three to five to seven, like, key metrics that have moved the needle for us in the past and that we want to continue to optimize. And so I know we talked to uh, you guys recently about a feature that you've rolled out and are rolling out to others uh, with predictive segmentation. So I think that's going to be a big focus for us. Uh, how do we leverage that to just accelerate it? Um, you know, the traditional getting to statistical significance uh, can take quite a long time where if you have the predictive segmentation, you can start leaning towards that winner a little bit earlier and see the value even earlier. So, you know, really looking forward to working on that this year. Got it. Now, that, that's great. And you know, I think, you know, more broadly, you know, a big point of focus of ours is, you know, bringing, you know, bringing in sort of the best, uh, best of breed, you know, machine learning and, and third-party data opportunities to, you know, really just, you know, make the best of the workflow and the data capabilities of our platform. You know, we also launched a, a new identity product that actually, you know, your partners with a you know with a very savvy um, you know provider uh, full content that does you know brings third party device graphs and some very smart machine learning to do all sorts of uh, intelligent ways of, of building out richer profiles and understanding uh, customers and, and their identities. So very excited to collaborate with you on on that, Ron and the team. And you know we're sort of at you know, the top of our, our time here today. Um, you know, but first, I just want to thank you for you know coming onto the podcast and, and sharing your wisdom with us. And you know when I really sort of reflect on our conversation today, it's, uh, you know, it, it's all about, uh, you know, ultimately comes down to people. 
uh, you know, how do you really make sure that uh, you know, the teams you have in place and your organizational structures and the strengths that you have, uh, you know, overlaid with you know, where the business should be investing can all come together uh, and collaborate in an effective way? Um, you know, but really, when I look at you know, you know, you know, some of the you know, challenges that uh, so many organizations face, if you don't have the right technology components in place to actually affect that, you know, then you know, you know, responsibilities uh, and workflows across teams uh, can really just become troubled, uh, slow, um, you know, and expensive. Uh, you know, so you know, Ron, it was really sort of great to hear your approach around you know, the problems that you had uh, before working with our platform, uh, you know, and how you're thinking about you know, continued support, um, you know, on the data side, integration side, you know, and optimization side, uh, which is certainly you know, material support. You know, but to your point, it stems back to things that beyond finance as a business, you know, needs to own and be great at, um, you know, and the things that are really sort of you know, represent sort of bespoke nature of what you do. So. Uh, with that, you know, Ron, for anyone who's listening who might want to learn a bit more about Beyond Finance, uh, you know, how can they you know, learn about the service and talk to someone or, or, or potentially sign up? Yeah, so, you know, we have a website, beyondfinance.com. Um, it's, you know, both a marketing and a servicing website. So you can look there for more information. Uh, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn, uh, you know, directly. The, it may be hard to find a Smith sometimes, but just you know, add in the company name there and you should be able to find me. Happy to chat about technology, culture, uh, MarTech, you know, anything. Great. Uh, and thank you to everyone listening to this episode of the Data Unlocked podcast. Uh, and if you'd like to learn more about Simon Data, uh, please visit us on the web at simondata.com or email us at hello at simondata. You've been listening to the Data Unlocked. You can listen to more episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. This podcast is sponsored by Simon Data. We help marketers unlock their customer data to deliver a better customer experience at scale.